0: Hello everyone. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Print Life Podcast. This week we're going to be chatting about the differences between exclusive design, non-exclusive design, and licensing. You're listening to the Print Life Podcast. I'm Leslie Kennehan, owner and creative director at White Buffalo Studio and founder of the Print Life community. This podcast was created to offer insight into the hidden world of print design. If you're a surface pattern or print designer who wants to attract dream clients, increase sales, and build a sustainable business that you love, you're in the right place. With over a decade of experience, I'll be covering all things surface pattern and print design, sales, marketing, and mindset to support designers in growing a creative business. Whether you're freelance, in-house, or just getting started, I've got you covered. Welcome to the print life being a creative director for a print studio that sells mainly to apparel brands and companies. My experience has been in selling exclusive rights to the designs that we sell. There's a variety of reasons that companies in the apparel industry want exclusive rights to their designs. And I'll just touch on a couple of them here. I would say the number one reason being all about brand, if you think about it, apparel companies, manufacturers, apparel brands, they are purchasing artwork from a studio who is doing their job of providing artwork that is in alignment to the brands that we serve. It's in alignment to the market that we serve. And it really is based on keeping a close eye on the runway keeping a close eye on the market, and really designing for our clients. So when our clients purchase artwork from us, they're using that artwork as part of their brand identity, as part of their brand vision, their overall branding. And a company who is putting out work into the world to build brand isn't going to want to compete with other companies who might have the same exact prints that they do. So they're really going to purchase things that are unique to them, unique to their brand and unique to their brand identity. And in doing so, they're going to want exclusive rights to the design in offering exclusivity to our designs, we're able to ask for a higher price point, we're able to ask for that premium price right, on the artwork that we're selling. Another reason that apparel brands, manufacturers, and companies are looking for exclusivity on a design is because not everything that gets designed actually makes it to the store. There are often times when something is held back, maybe they're going to put it out in a different season, or perhaps they put it out and it did so well that they want to recolor it and run it again next year. You want something that you want the flexibility, really, of if it doesn't make it to the floor, we can try it again later. Maybe we used it, maybe we didn't. Or even in terms of I've worked with a manufacturer before, and in that instance, let's say a print doesn't work for one of your lines, maybe you want to use it for a different line instead, and you need the flexibility of being able to do so. So they're willing to pay a premium to have that flexibility and know that they're covered no matter how they use that print. So now let's talk about non-exclusive. This is something that's a little newer, I would say the past couple years, and something that I wasn't sure if we were going to participate in but I I really am starting to come around to the idea of non-exclusive because there is a little bit more control in terms of being a print studio who is now because of 2020 and 2021 we are solely selling online at this time so we are a fully digital print studio and in having a little bit more control over inventory and what's in the shop I think non-exclusive is a really beautiful way to work with brands that might not have the budget to shop exclusive. Uh, maybe they want the opportunity to get started without having to spend. Maybe they have a budget. Maybe maybe they don't mind if the print is an exclusive design or not. Um, so non-exclusive designs for me, for, in my experience, tend to be prints that are a little bit more what I call our like super simple sellers, which... I think in a lot of other markets, you may call these like coordinates. So what these might be are the type of prints that come around and can be in trend. They're on trend and then they're off trend and then they're back again, like a leopard skin or dots or stripes or gingham or, you know, those really kind of simple prints that are out there that don't take as much time and craft and care to create. And those are a really good candidate for non-exclusive. And it's really up to you if you have an online shop how you want to handle your non-exclusive prints. As long as you're being very clear to the buyer that the prints are in fact non-exclusive and you're very clear on how many are available, like let's say for example the way that I'm going to be doing it at White Buffalo, are there are five seats. Meaning There are five of these prints available, and once those five have been sold, there are no more. You can choose whether or not that's all in the same market or perhaps in different markets. Like you'll sell one to swim, one to sleep, one to women's, one to kids, one to home. You can choose. It's up to you. And I think because it's just a non-exclusive design and it's up to you how many of them you'd like to sell, you don't have to worry so much about contracts or having a licensing attorney in the same way you would for a licensing agreement which we'll get into in a few moments so non-exclusive again being more of those easy prints like a stripe a dot a skin a gingham a plaid things that aren't as time sensitive as a designer that you're not so attached to and that wouldn't necessarily be an identifier to a specific brand if that makes sense whereas the exclusive prints are going to be a little bit more in helping brands and companies and manufacturers to build brand the way i like to explain exclusive non-exclusive and licensing to designers is to think about it as like a fine artist who makes an original painting Oftentimes, that original painting is going to cost a lot more than a print of the painting. And when there are prints of a painting, typically, if the artist is well-known enough, there are only a set number of prints that are going to be made of that piece. And they're usually labeled, perhaps one of 50, two of 50, three of 50. That would be considered non-exclusive. And licensing is simply when you borrow the rights of some artwork to use on your own products for either a set number of products or a set amount of time in which you're either paying for that window of time or that set amount of units, or you're paying a royalty on each one that is sold. It really depends on the contracts that you have in place. Whereas with non-exclusive designs, you have a set amount and when they're gone, they're gone. So now kind of leading into licensing, as I said, it's more of borrowing someone's artwork for your product to sell your product. And depending on the arrangement that you have with the designer, and I will say before I even talk about this any further, I am not an attorney. You always wanna make sure that you speak to legal a, a licensing attorney or a licensing agent before you enter into an arrangement with a client. If you are a well-known artist, oftentimes a licensing arrangement is going to leave your name attached to the product that it's on and you will receive a royalty. If you are someone who's licensing out your work and you don't have a strong brand out there in the world, you're just licensing out your artwork, um, oftentimes that company will borrow your art to print a product with your art on it and your name is not attached to it. Again, this all goes back to your contract, the terms of your contract, and what your specific arrangement is with that company. Here are some things that you can consider before deciding whether or not you would like to sell your work exclusive, non-exclusive, or if you're more interested in the licensing route. Again, licensing is not my background. It's something I know a little bit about, but there are people out there, you can Google them, and you can take courses and learn more, I'm sure Skillshare has a ton of licensing information for you if you want to learn more about that. But a really good way to figure out what the right path is for you is number one, to know what niche you wanna be in. What industry do you see your artwork on the products for? Do you want to walk into a clothing store and see your work there? Do you want to see your work on gift wrap? Do you want to see your work featured in a Barnes and Noble on a set of calendars and journals? Do you want your name attached? Do you want to build a brand? Do you get attached to your work or are you detached enough from your artwork that you can design, 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 and just keep selling them and you're not overly attached to your work? All of these things, what market, what niche? what type of designer you are, what you're looking to do in terms of establishing brand for yourself, these will all help you determine the best way to design in this industry. Make sure you're trying out a couple, maybe design with a studio on consignment and let go of some prints that you're kind of playing around with some concepts, let those go as a exclusive and then the work that you're really attached to, that you don't wanna let go of, you don't wanna lose the rights to, maybe try that out in, in the licensing world. Really what it ultimately comes back down to, which is what I believe to be the most important part of building a strong foundation um, that's going to give you really a sustainable creative business, is that market focus and market alignment, because if you are really able to see where you want to be in this industry, what kind of work you want to be doing, and even if it is multiple streams of income, be it exclusive, non-exclusive, or to license out your work, you still want to have a good understanding of which one of those revenue streams is speaking to which market and what that market is wants from you. Using myself as an example, being a print design studio and wanting a sustainable business that I know I can kind of gauge what my print sales are going to be every month. I speak to a specific market, the apparel, the apparel market. And within that market, I even niche down and get a little bit more specific so that I can design prints that are in alignment to those subcategories or segments of the market. And me knowing that I am apparel driven, I love the apparel industry, I love markets within the apparel industry, I know that that market wants exclusive designs 80% of the time. So that's where my focus is going to be. Now, if I also wanted to do non-exclusive, it would be to the smaller brands within the apparel industry that maybe don't have the bigger budgets that want to get started, want um, an easier way into the market so we'll offer non-exclusive to them but as far as licensing it's just not something that i would spend time going down that path because it's not really in alignment for me to the markets that i want to serve so for you if you really do and i do believe in multiple streams of income but really understanding what each one is speaking to, and how to best serve that audience within each of those streams, and really giving it the proper time it needs to have roots to give you that sustainable income. And sometimes that may require to focus on one stream of income at a time. If we're focusing on multiple streams of income, at one time without any of them having any roots we're going to find that it's going to be a lot harder it's going to take a lot more time and ultimately may lead you into a little bit of burnout and what it's going to require of you to have multiple streams of income is to just be a little bit more strategic in whether that's the way that you plan out your quarters or the way that you plan out your year or the way that you plan out your week so for example if you're a freelance print designer working from home, maybe you develop one or two groups of prints every quarter that you hand off to a studio that sells on consignment, and that's your exclusive design revenue stream. Then you design a couple groups of prints that you put up on a different platform as non-exclusive, and then maybe you have some work that you are really attached to that you love and you want to test out in the licensing world and see how that what that looks like for you then maybe you build that into your the structure of your business so that maybe every quarter has a different focus or every month has a different focus every week has a different focus because you just don't want to spread yourself too thin what I've always heard and I like to live by is when you spread yourself thin you get thin results And if you want results that you're happy with, if you want sustainable income in your business, it really just does come back to thinking about the markets you want to serve, what the needs of those markets are, and how to strategically create a schedule that's going to allow you the number of revenue streams that you want in your business. Really just getting yourself out there and doing it, whatever it is, exclusive, non-exclusive, or licensing is the best way to test your stuff out, see what's working, see what isn't working, and then make a decision on how best to move yourself forward. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Print Life Podcast. Want to find your unique path in the wild world of print design? Take my free quiz, What is Your Print Path? Head on over to whitebuffalovestudio.com forward slash quiz and unlock resources and guidance that will help you take your next steps on your creative journey. See you next time.